but it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Get a free child's play, free your sticky stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Casa Ole, Ole! It's limited time! It's a bonus episode with my buddy Sammy. Sammy, you're 12, is that right? Uh, no, I'm 10. You're 10? How did I... Why did I give you two years that you didn't have? Uh... I have no idea. I don't either. Um, so Sammy is a, a, a buddy of mine. He knows more. He, I think Sammy's forgotten more about baseball than I actually have known in my entire life. And and as far as as far as anyone goes, like I trust Sammy and his opinion on baseball way more than I trust like Ken Rosenthal or Buster Olney or John Hyman, well, like whatever. So so I thought that now that we're what three weeks into the baseball season. It would be a really good time to check in with Sammy. We talked with him over the offseason. Everyone really enjoyed it. So, uh, Sammy, how you been? I've been pretty good. How about you? Hey, I'm all right. The Astros are good, which is it's amazing how like 25 dudes I've never met can have a, a, a massive impact on my enjoyment of, of a general day. So... So with the Astros, yeah. yeah, the Astros being good really, <clears throat> really helps, helps a lot. So let, let me ask you this. What are your, uh, how has the season so far, and again, we're only three weeks into it, so it's just over 10% of the season. Are, what, what has surprised you so far? Uh, well, I'd say... In terms of teams, I would say the Yankees. I really didn't think that their young core was going to come together and be this good. And that really surprised me early on in the season. I hope they can keep it up. That would look really good. See, I, you know, you're, uh, you're 10 years old and you're far more mature in your baseball fandom than I am. Because I hope they don't keep it up. Like, I hope that they crash and burn. And and that they're they're terrible and all their fans are miserable. That that's what I hope for. Dude, how are you so? You're you're a Red Sox fan, right? How is it possible that you want the Yankees to be good? I don't want the Rangers to be good. I want them to lose 150 games. Uh, well, it's kind of hard on this because I don't necessarily like the Yankees. But I do have respect for the Yankees. They've been, like, the best team in MLB forever. And uh, last year and the year before and the last couple of years, actually, they've been a little, like, eh, not not great, pretty shaky as an all-around club. But uh, they got a lot of young players, traded away a lot of guys, Mm -hmm. you know, Beltran, is with you guys. God bless you. And uh, I just think they got a lot in return in terms of minor leaguers, and I think that it's re- it's actually kind of cool to see like a team that I thought was not going to do very well because everyone's so young and like inexperienced, 
like start to do pretty well. And I kind of hope they keep it up. I don't want them to win the World Series, but all right, hope they keep it up. I, yeah, I can buy that. You know, I, I guess if I have the choice and the, it's it's me as an Astros fan and we're playing the Rangers, I'd rather the Rangers be at full strength and the Astros beat them, you know, when, when they're a good team rather than let Rangers fans have some sort of excuse for why the Astros beat them. Is that the, is that kind of the same thing? Like you want to beat yeah. the you want to beat the Yankees, but but when they're at full strength and when they're when when they're confident and a, and a pretty good team. Yeah, I want them to be good, and I want like, and I want the Red Sox to be good, and then beat them. All right, so let me ask you about the Red Sox because right now they are eleven and eight. Uh, they won today, but they are two games behind Baltimore. Do you believe that Baltimore is for real, or is there some sort of weird witchery going on there? Well, it's kind of hard for me to say there's some like weird thing going on with their team because last year they were pretty good. I mean, they've been a pretty solid team for the last couple of years, and their pitching has not really been good in any of those years. They don't have Tillman, and they're still doing this. You have to remember that. Yeah. And he's probably their best starter. I think that it's not that crazy because if you look at the rotation, they have, like, at their best, they have Tillman, they have Gosman, and they have Dylan Bundy. So those are three guys right there who are quite solid. And that's their, that's like, those are their best three pitchers in their starting rotation now. Like, Jimenez was great. couple of years ago, but yeah. not really that good anymore. So I would say it's not that fluky. I don't think they're going to win the division, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. It really is. I bet their bullpen's nuts, though. It's really good. Y- yeah. and That's what I could say. No, it's true. And is Zach Britton... Isn't he out for a questionable amount of time? Like, didn't he just get hurt? Re- like over yeah. this, over this weekend? Like, that's got to be a blow. Yeah, that that hurts. That really hurts. But I guess if if good old Buck Showalter isn't going to use him uh, in the wild card game, then then when is he actually going to use him? So whatever. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so the Yankees are eleven and seven. Boston is eleven and eight. Are you as big of a Chris Sale fan? As, as everybody else that I know that's a Red Sox fan, or are you, are you a little bit wary? I must be a, a Chris Sale fan, as probably anyone you know. I, I he's awesome. I love watching him pitch. He's so good, and I and part of me wishes, and, and maybe you can understand this. Like I, I really wanted the Astros to get him, but I was really concerned about the prospect haul that the, that it would take to land him like yeah. what the Red Sox gave up what because you're the you're the resident Red Sox fan like do you think they gave up too much did they give up what was necessary or did they come out ahead in that uh in that trade uh well here's the thing i think both teams won in that situation mm. that the chicago white sox 
weren't the, not no teams got ripped off. Let's just say that. Okay. The Chicago White Sox were clearly looking to sell because they're not really gonna go anywhere with the guys they have now. So they're trying to sell their like best players to get some good young guys for the future. They did that. I think Yohan Moncada is going to be a very solid player in MLB. Mm-hmm. I think Michael Kopech is going to be a solid MLB player. All of those guys, not just from the Red Sox, Lucas Giolito, there are countless others. And uh, I think there is a possibility they gave up too much. It depends. It kind of factors in what Kopech does for his MLB career. But the Red Sox want to win now. And I think Chris Sale is gives them an opportunity to win now. And, I mean, his start is like Pedro Martinez. I never saw Pedro, but I've seen videos and I've heard mm-hmm. that this was like this is kind of what he was like when he first came to Boston. Yeah, <clears throat> and as far as the win now thing goes, like the, you know, being an Astros fan for years now, the Astros have been in win later mode, and you, they're sort of in the the position of the White Sox where you trade the guy that might be pretty good that can help a, a team that's a contender. The Astros have been linked to the other White Sox starter, Jose Quintana. Do you think, given Quintana's start, do you think the Astros need Quintana, or should they go in a different direction? Because right now, you know, the Astros are 13-6, and six, and I'm on top of the world. And I want them to keep winning all the way through November. And if it means giving up some guys that I sort of like in the minor league on the minor league side, I'm willing to do it. Is, is Quintana the guy, or, or is Quintana not the guy? Well... Here, that's an interesting question because at the beginning of the year, I was like, all right, they should get Jose Quintana. He would be a great fit for them. Now I'm a little like, uh, he's been really good for his whole career in another great year last year. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I think that he's had not so – he's not had a great start this year. No. And, I mean – it's not like the Astros starting pitchers have been bad. I'm not saying wait for them to struggle and then pull the string on a trade, but I'm saying that maybe you can give them a little time just to see how it pans out. Maybe like you see something on the trade deadline if Quintana like starts pitching better, which I think he will. Yeah. And Maybe the Astros rotation slows down a little. They've slowed down a little. The last couple of days, like Charlie Morton ran into some tough times last night, and Musgrove, you know, the ostensibly the fifth starter, had a had a rough first inning this time around. And then Colin McHugh is shut down for another three weeks or so, three and a half weeks. It's it's really strange to see the Astros doing doing as well. As they are. So before we get to the Astros, let me ask you if, if which teams are do you think are for real? Uh, Toronto is five and thirteen. Is that is that about right for what Toronto fans can expect? Like, are, are the did the Blue Jays have they fallen off that much over the course of this offseason? Uh 
I'm kind of going to say yes. Ooh. Because you look at the rotation of, like, them. They have a good rotation, like a really solid ro- starting pitching rotation. Their bullpen, not good. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm just going to say that. Joe Smith is getting older. I don't know what he can do. J.P. Howell, he's on the DL anyways. Mm-hmm. And then... Their offense is just, it was, in 2015, it was really good. Yeah. And they slugged their way, winning games, they, and they didn't hit for a poor average. It felt like everything went right for them in 2015. Yep. For me, I watched a lot of Blue Jays games because I didn't have MLB Network, and that's what I watched mm-hmm. now, and that's what I watched then. And... It seemed like everything went right. And then their offense last year started to struggle a bit. They still hit home runs, but not as many. They didn't hit for a good average at all. And then this year, it's just been on the decline. Was Edwin Encarnacion that important to them? I'm going to say yes, because I feel like Encarnacion is a really big impact bat still. And the reason I say still is because I don't know about Jose Bautista in the future, and I don't know about him now because he hit a homer the other day against the Angels. So I guess you could say, all right, there, he showed some power. But he's not hitting for a good average. He's not really hitting for power anyways. Yeah. And... He's not really producing runs. So I th- think Edwin is so important because if Donaldson goes on the DL, which he is, then who do they have to like be that still be that impact guy? And Tulowitzki just went on the DL like yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that's even that's even worse. So one of the teams that I was worried about was Toronto, but but maybe not so much anymore. So now let's move to Encarnacion's current team, the Cleveland Indians, tied with the Detroit Tigers at 10-8. and eight. Is Cleveland underachieving? Is Detroit overachieving? Or is this is this going to be a tight race in the, in the AL Central? I feel like Cleveland is uh, underachieving a little bit. I wouldn't say underachieving because it's really early – in the season, I don't think the Tigers are overachieving. I think throughout the season, they're going to be a team that, I don't know, is like a few games over 500. And uh, Miggy is on the DL. We know that. Yep. And then uh, I think Cleveland's underachieving just a little bit. Not that much, though. I mean, it's early on, so you can't really say that much. Yeah. The Astros will go, they have an off day tomorrow. They just took two or three from the Rays, and it was a very tough series. Uh, But they go to Cleveland starting on Tuesday. They have tomorrow off and then play Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in Cleveland. Who do you think has the edge there between the Astros and Cleveland in Cleveland? Uh, That series is going to, I think, it's going to be a good series. But I have to go on the side of the Indians because they have that potent offense and 
they can grind out some good at bats, mm-hmm. even if like they've been struggling offensively. They can just grind and grind the pitchers out. You said that Charlie Morton struggled and Joe Musgrove also struggled. Well, luckily they don't have to like face Mus like for you. Like Cleveland doesn't have to face Musgrove. Or Morton. That's true, but yeah. We'll have to face Keiko, so that'll be an interesting game because Keiko's off to a fabulous start. He is. He'll 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 pitch on Tuesday and then they get Lance McCullers uh and then presumably Mike Fires uh on that Thursday game. So <clears throat> it's gonna be interesting. Let me ask you let me ask you a couple other things uh as far as as far as uh general baseball questions. Uh Cincinnati is a half game behind the Cubs for the NL Central lead. What's the most weird thing there? That Cincinnati is ten and nine, or that the Cubs yeah. are ten and eight? Uh, kind of weird how Cincinnati is ten and nine. I can understand. There's a little pressure. I mean, for the Cubs, they're a younger team. I mean, there's no real David Ross, a guy who can be who's won before and can be like, well, they've all won before, but like, who's like an experienced guy? Yeah. Who can say, look, guys, we have to like. So I guess Joe Madden can take a role like that. He's been in the game a while, but mm-hmm. I think it's kind of weird how the Cubs are struggling. But I can kind of understand it. They're not struggling. They're above five hundred, but. Yeah, I mean, since it, that's weird, especially a royal. I mean, he was he was he hasn't been good this year, but he's won like I don't know one or two games. Yeah, anything that I feel like anything the Reds get out of Arroyo is just gravy because that was just a gamble that you you know just whatever he can give you is awesome, and he hasn't been the worst thing ever. Yeah, he's two wins, I guess. He's two and one. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, it's weird because he's been doing it for, I mean, he was a guy who won like 10 games, 15 maybe. He pitched for Cincinnati before, and he also pitched for the Red Sox. Uh-huh. I don't remember that, but uh, his his numbers were pretty consistent. He was more of an innings eater. He wasn't a guy who's going to like strike out. 300 batters and have an ERA like under two. Sure. He was more like maybe a four ERA and like, but he was still pretty solid. And I, but I did not think he was gonna like get there. I didn't think they were gonna get anything out of him. No, I didn't either. It's it's crazy. I got a buddy that's a Reds fan that he's just over the moon that they're even over 500 at this point. Um, so the, the last thing I want to ask you before I get a little more into the Astros, because that's who, that's, that's everyone who listens to this is going to be a fan of the Astros. Uh, the Giants are six and 13 and Madison Bumgarner hurt his shoulder dirt biking in Denver last week. What in the world was that dude thinking? Uh, all right. So let me say something. I've had this conversation with a lot of people. I've had with my dad, I've had it with some other people. I'm pretty sure he did something to one of his ribs as well. Okay. And he's out for six to eight weeks. We don't. That's minimum. Like basically a minimum. Yeah. He could be out even longer. 
I hope not because I like Bumgarner, but uh-huh. and I mean I don't want anyone to get hurt or anything. But uh, kind of, it was kind of weird because it was pretty weird. You don't usually see anyone like. You don't want anyone to do that, especially if you're a manager and you gotta be like, "Look, what what were you doing? You got you gotta stop that." I understand he was like born in the country and he's like like tough and he like I don't know and he likes to do that kind of stuff, which I mean, it's not for me, but it, it might <laughs> be not, definitely it, not maybe for me. Maybe it's something he likes to do, which I don't have a problem with, but. It's just kind of it's it's rough for the Giants. They're six and thirteen, a team that I thought had a chance to win the World Series. They still do, but not as big of a chance as like before. And yeah. I I don't know if they are gonna even make the playoffs. I just don't understand how you're getting paid, and and Bumgarner is on a team friendly deal. Like he is not getting paid what he's worth. But you can say that for a lot of players, but I don't understand how if you're if you're on an off day and you are the sort of the linchpin of your team, why do you go dirt biking of all things? Like go walk around, go on a Segway tour, like do some do something that that is not going to get you significantly Injured, and I guess that's the difference in being from the country as opposed to being from a, a fairly major city like you and I both are. But I don't understand how a baseball player does anything that would put a paycheck or their their team's fortunes in jeopardy. Do you? No, not at all. Because now the Giants are in a tough situation, and they have to rely on Cueto, which. Maybe Cueto feels a little bit of pressure. I hope not, because Cueto is a really good pitcher, and I mean, I and he's easy to like. I like Cueto a lot. And Samara's just been really bad this year. It's just it's a really tough situation because Bumgarner's like the anchor of the team. There's Posey, but there's and Pence, but there's also Bumgarner's the guy. You think of the Giants, you think of Madison Bunger. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be tough. And again, that's where you're more mature than I am because uh, Johnny Cueto <clears throat> pitched for the 2015 Royals that knocked the Astros out of the ALDS. So I don't, I, I do not like Johnny Cueto. So again, you're more advanced as a person and a baseball fan uh, than I am. So, so let me ask you this. What do you think... And, and knowing that you're not like a huge Astros fan, but you again know a, a lot about baseball, and, and is are the Astros for real? Is the 13 and six is, is that is that a for real record, or is there going to be some sort of reckoning coming down the pike that we need to be prepared for? Uh so I think it's in a way it could be real, but also. I, for me, and I mean, I have seen some, but I don't think the Astros are going to be a 600 winning percentage team. I just, I just don't see it. Keiko is awesome, mm-hmm. and hopefully he can keep it up. McCullers, McCullers has had a nice has had a nice year so far. Mm-hmm. Morton has struggled a little. I 
don't think we can expect that much out of him. Okay. And uh, Musgrove and Fires have been kind of just like, no, Musgrove has been bad, but Fires has been like not great. Yeah. Hopefully they can get Colin McHugh back because he could be, he could be a big factor in this team. He could be, and then again, you know, the Astros because they're they're sort of locked in. You know, if you're if you're a middle infielder in in the Astros farm system, but you're fighting you're fighting Altuve, you're fighting Correa, and you're fighting Bregman for a spot. Like you're you're auditioning for other teams, so there there could be some trades in the works for that kind of starting pitcher, um, but. But as far as the the rotation goes, that seems to be the the place of biggest need, which I think is again sort of what you and I had talked about the last time we did that they needed to address the rotation. You know, a fifth starter is a fifth starter, but when you're talking about your fourth and fifth starter struggling, that's sort of a different, ah, sort of a different animal. Like, okay, so if you could trade, let's say you are the G, the general manager of the Houston Astros. And you could every pitcher is on the table. Uh, you know, obviously the the Nationals aren't going to trade Strasburg, uh, and the Mets aren't going to trade Harvey or Syndergaard or Degrom or whatever. Who would you go after? Like, who would be a good fit for the Astros to address the rotation issues? And I'm throwing you a major curveball. I didn't. I. I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this, so so I'll, oh. everyone will keep that in mind. Okay, uh, maybe a guy you could go after is, he's not a frontline starting pitcher, but I've seen him pitch a lot on TV, uh, and he looks pretty solid. A guy like, and he'll be coming back to Houston, I believe, no, wait, I'm wrong, uh, Jay Hack. He would be coming back to Houston. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Thought I saw him in a Houston Astros uniform. He looks really like he looks pretty good. I mean, he hasn't been great this year, but to be fair, he's on the DL now. He had, he had a really nice year last year, he and did, he looked yeah. like he was dealing in a lot of games. And I'm glad the Sox didn't face him that much. Man, that's a good call. Someone under the radar that wouldn't cost so much in prospects? Bring yeah, a dude maybe like Hatback? The Jays need some, like, they need some prospects, and you probably don't have to give up the world for him. Yeah. So, I mean, he might be a good fit there. And he, it looks like he's kind of reinvented himself. It's not like he's getting that old, and because he could still throw, like, he still throws 92, 93, something around there. And, I mean, that's that's not really how you judge a pitcher. But some people are like, oh, he's getting old. And I just think he could be a good fit there. Oh, man, that's a good call. Dad gum. Like, I'm, I'm in. Like, he would, you know, Archer, the Rays are going to want the world for Archer. The White Sox want the world for Quintana. Uh, you know, the, <clears throat> but to get someone like Hap, who's a little bit more of a crafty veteran who's sort of been around for a while, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, like, well, thank you. Man. Nah, I'm in. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense. 
Now that's all I can think about. Like I, I, I think I had an, I had a follow up question, but now I'm just sort of pondering this J A Hapti or J Hapti Houston thing, and it's making mm-hmm. it's making a ton of sense. Yeah. Man. All right. Uh, any any final thoughts? Anything you want to tell Astros fans uh, before before we hang up and and we both presumably go to sleep? Uh, me on the couch, most likely, because my wife's sick. Any anything you want to anything you want to address? Um. Well, I just want to say to Astros fans listening to this, or not listening to this, but <laughs> actually listening to this, uh, that. The Astros have probably the best lineup in the game, and I think they should be confident. They have a good bullpen. Harris and Davinsky do a great job. Also, Giles is pretty good, and I think they they have a really good bullpen actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have they have a probably an average starting rotation. And but their lineup is like like amazing. Like I'm a Red Sox fan. They put up good lineups. I don't want to face the Astros this year at all. Do you think that the mediocrity of the sort of back end of the rotation is overshadowed by how potent the lineup is? Yeah, a little. Because Will Harris is awesome. He's good. He, you know, Will Harris, because I watch uh, the better part of 120, 130 games, uh, Astros games, like Will Harris is awesome until <clears throat> like mid-August, and then that dude sort of falls apart. Is that is that just sort of how it goes sometimes, or yeah. or is that a question about Will Harris? Uh, I don't, I think it's just some, like, <laughs> maybe he's one of the guys Who's like you work if you work him a lot early on in the year, mm-hmm. he kind of falls apart a little. It seems like they're not at near the end. It seems like they're not really using him as much, which I kind of like. Also, Chris Davinsky, love that guy. Oh uh, yeah, he's awesome. Man, I love Davinsky. All right, so so there's reason to think that maybe this isn't smoke and mirrors that. That maybe the Astros aren't going to win sixty eight percent of their games from here on out, but there's there's reason to be excited that there could be some October baseball in our future. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think they're probably my favorite to win the AL West. Also, Texas is obviously a threat, and Seattle, if they like, start playing a little better, is a threat. But uh, yeah, I think they they could be playing October baseball this year. Once the regular season is uh, going to be in October, then everyone's playing October baseball. Your your lips to God's ears, and uh, let's let, let's do this again soon, Sammy. All right. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's my buddy Sammy. <clears throat> He's ten. He knows more about baseball than you do. So. Uh, wear it and uh, we'll be back tomorrow night with a regular episode thanks to Sammy thanks to my buddy Joe thanks to thanks to the Astros for being seemingly good please don't mess this up for any of us thank you 
But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, free your stick stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole.